0: We follow them too, and we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. So all of these episodes in the mini series are good. I know they are. They're they're just good. But this one is near and dear to my heart because it's something I've been preaching over the last, I don't know, six, seven years that I've been in e-commerce. This whole idea of customer retention and what brand loyalty actually means. Taylor unloads so many amazing nuggets in this episode. I'm just really excited for people to hear it.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think something we hear talked about a lot in like the tech space is your LTV to CAC ratio, which means your lifetime value of your customers versus your customer acquisition cost. Um, what is that ratio? And you want it to be in a healthy space. And I think this episode actually talks about how you can do that because it's kind of a, yeah, it's like an idea, but it's like, what does that actually mean in practice? Yeah. Um, and Taylor really breaks it down, especially for the beauty industry, but I think it's also applicable just for any entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. Um. And yeah, again, just so impressed with her. She's so yeah. smart. Oh, she is so smart. But that's that's a thing I don't want to gloss over. You're so right. What she talks about in this idea with her product lines and that contributing to your LTV, it's really smart in the context of cosmetics, but I think it goes way beyond that. I think so many other companies in different verticals can apply this strategy. So make sure to stay listening until at least you get to that point. It is really awesome. Let's get into it. Let's do it.
1: Moving on to our final topic with you, Taylor. You are obviously the face of the brand. You really focus on being the spokesperson and getting the message out there. I would love to talk with you a bit about positioning. And so maybe we start from the beginning. What are the main tactics that really help to build strong brand positioning, in your opinion?
2: I found that in the beginning when we launched sticks a lot of our marketing campaigns were very grassroots. Firstly, we were very clear on our white space in the market and our differentiation. I think that's really, really important. We yeah. call it our raison d'etre, which is why do you exist? There are so many brands today. And like, honestly, compared to eight years ago, we thought it was saturated eight years ago. It's even more saturated today. Totally. You need to have such a strong point of differentiation and you need to have both an emotional and a rational reason to exist. So back then, we knew that there's so many products out there. There's so many products that you can possibly or potentially achieve a very similar look. But what was really different about Nude stakes was firstly, our emotional storytelling, our founder story, that will set you apart because at the end of the day, we knew anybody can replicate anything at the end of the day, right? Like we are very confident in how luxurious and how amazing our products are. And my mom's a chemical engineer and develops beautiful, beautiful formulas. But what will really differentiate us is Our story, you know, the founders going into market, interacting with our customers. I would literally back in the day, and I think Snapchat's coming back, but like I would create a tutorial on Snapchat every single day for our community. I would do a live every single day. I would respond to every single DM. I would literally showcase all the behind the scenes of our business. And today doesn't happen as much because we're all so busy, but like that was what created this grassroots organic growth was really through this organic connection with our following. And then I would say another huge aspect of differentiation for us was product, product, product. At the end of the day, you're going to have amazing, incredible marketing, a beautiful social aesthetic. But if you don't have amazing products, it doesn't matter because people aren't going to come back. People aren't going to yep. come and replenish. So one strategy could be, I don't even care if people come back and replenish. I just want to sell a ton of product and continue to reach new customers. Or another strategy can be, I'm going to maybe I, maybe I won't reach, you know, as many customers as quickly because you'll get there, but I want to create a really loyal fan base and have continuously come back. So our primary strategy and my mom is so good at this is developing beautiful innovation when it comes to product. And I think that's where you're seeing a huge differentiator now, because there's so much competition. I mean, I can talk about the competition of blushes all day, but like Every single brand's launching a cream blush, a cream uh, stick, multitasking stick. Yeah. Brands that were like five years ago, powder, 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 more is more artistry, color. Now everyone's like less is more cream sticks, whatever. And people will always come back to nude sticks because of the formula and how beautiful the products sit on the skin. So I think if you are going to invest in anything, invest in your product, whether that's a service, whether that's an actual consumer good, Because that's why people will come back to you.
0: It's so powerful. And I love – I've never thought about the emotional and the rational reasons for being that is massive. I feel like that's a litmus test for anyone with an idea that you want to start. But this is powerful stuff, you guys. Emma and I come from the e-commerce world. We see that it costs on average seven times more money to acquire a new customer than it is to get a second purchase from an existing customer. This stuff is powerful. The other thing is if you start to look at what's called LTV or customer lifetime value, how much they end up spending with your brand over time, they're not going to do that if they don't love your product. The other thing you didn't talk about, but that I know you do a great job with is building trust with your audience so that when you launch a completely separate product line, they know nude sticks, they know you, they know the quality of the products that you release. And so they're lining up down the street to buy the second you launch. That is powerful stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I love how you said trust because that's a really big thing. And it takes a lot to build your trust. And also what's so crazy about trust is that it's 10 times more difficult to build than it is to lose. Like you can lose trust instantly. So really customer service also, we invest so much in talking to our customers and making sure we're giving them the best experience. So there's so many things to build loyalty, to build trust, but I do love that what you said about lifetime value because our team were very, very adamant on like, whether it's increasing basket size or replenishment, how do we get that customer to come back and continue to buy new product? When you first launch a brand, you're not necessarily focusing on replenishment. You're really focusing on brand acquisition. So you're like, okay, how many can we possibly get to buy our product? Because you're like, we need to grow our database. And then once you have a stable database, you're like, okay, we have a good amount of subscribers or people that are invested in our brand. How do we get them to continue to repurchase? And that's a good strategy, even when you're developing your product, because even for us, we're like, first product that we launched, or one of the first products was our lip pencils. Lip, if you don't, if for those of you who buy lip products, you're like, I don't even care what brand this is. This is a pretty color, like, looks good on me. Let's call it a day. You're not necessarily looking at all the ingredients because it's going on your lips. Versus foundation, for example, you're like, so picky about what foundation or you're putting on your skin. You're like, this is like going on my face. What are the ingredients? Is it vegan? Is it clean? You know, how does it sit? I don't want it to look cakey. I don't want it to clog my pores. So So many more factors. factors. So many more factors. So you're like, okay, we have the client acquisition with lip. We're just like, it's all about color. Now we're like, how do we get into complexion? Because we're going to build loyalty at this point. So if you're developing a product pipeline, you could even think about, okay, what is that acquisition? And then how do you build the loyalty after that to even further your, your reach? But yeah. Oh, I love that, so cool.
0: <laughs> I'm so like looking at right now. I didn't know that people literally had a pipeline. I've heard it in sales. I didn't
2: know it was the same with product expansion. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. We're, we, we're now building out. I mean, our pipeline for 2022 is pretty much done. We're a little bit behind. But yeah, we develop our pipeline like a unit. And, and there's some things that take a little bit longer than others. Like if it's an existing product, that's a shade extension. Usually the lead times are a little bit shorter because mm. the formula is already done. But yeah. if it's an entirely new innovation, a new formula, then typically that can take up to two years to, to develop. Mm-hmm. So wow. Process. Um.
1: So this understanding that a lip product is great for acquisition and a complexion product is great for lifetime value, is that something that's just unknown in the beauty industry? Or was that
2: something that you found out through data that other types of businesses could replicate? So it was actually Sephora. And I remember this might've been like, when did we launch our foundation? I think maybe two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now. First ever foundation. I remember this was maybe in 2016, Sephora said, okay, you guys are doing really well. You know, 30 over 30% of your business is coming from your lip category, but those are all new clients, right? And our lip pencils are about $24 USD. So it's also a pretty small average order value. So how do we increase your average basket your average order and also how do we get people coming back because yeah you know people will come back for a lip pencil but like are they really as picky because if they see another brand launch the exact same color are they going to be like oh like i need this one maybe not so that's when sephora actually came to us and they said okay now that you've built this customer base you need to develop a loyalty strategy and that starts with complexion because they have historical data and at sephora over I want to say over 30% of their business at retail comes from complexion. So that can, that consists of foundation, concealer, primers, even like blush, bronzer. That's that all categories are kind of within your complexion category. So we started with foundation and we also went into nudies, which are blush, bronze, glow, which kind of also are loyalty. But the difference, I don't know. I don't know if you guys find this interesting, but blush, for example, like our nudies, these can last you up to a year. If anyone has them, like literally this entire stick, maybe if you use it every single day, it'll last you like six months, but you'll have this at home for a very long time. Versus foundation, you'll finish one of these in like, you know, maybe four months. Mm -hmm. So the replenishment is a lot faster with foundation, which is why you'll see a lot of brands continue to build out their foundation or even their complexion categories. Like think about Fenty or think about Rare Beauty that are like, we launched 10 variations of foundation. Think Huda. They're like, we launched full cover, yeah. and then we're gonna launch a skin tint, and then we're gonna launch, I don't know, 10 other types of foundation. We think our formula is amazing. So we're really just gonna re inspire that. But yeah, it's definitely a huge loyalty. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So the
0: product itself probably takes care of most of customer loyalty. But what are the other components that you guys are doing behind the scenes to help people come back and buy again and again?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, first of all, our e team is constantly working on just different, you know, whether it's a gift with purchase or a promotion, oh, I like, like that. we have our consistent EDMs our SMS, like just traditional ways of continuing to bring our customer back. And and we also have like replenishment emails where we'll kind of time and where we oh. know three oh, to I four months. It. Yeah. We actually just had a conversation about this this morning to automate it. But like, if it's been three to four months since they've purchased a, con- a concealer or a foundation, let's send them an email to replenish because that's the time of year. And then obviously building loyalty through traditional social. So like making sure that as founders, we're always speaking to our community and we're creating unique experience experiences for them, both offline and online. Like we most um, recently had our, yeah. So that was like a great way to kind of build loyalty, build community as well. We also have affiliate programs to build loyalty. We also have our referral program. We have our rewards program. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like all these things. So just different ways to get people to continuously come to our site as well versus as much as we don't want to take away market share from our retailers. At the end of the day, nude Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here when it comes to margins, but also when it comes to controlling customer experience, it
2: doesn't get exactly. better than that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're talking to two e-com girls. We I get it. it.
2: <laughs> and I have to say like, I, as a, we launched our site only four years ago. We never had a new wow. team. Yeah. Um, And now that we have a full e team, I'm learning so much and it is such a different world, but like, it's so, it's so fun. And there's so many different ways to speak to your customer and so many different levers to pull. We just even were relaunching our new website going into November. So like, it's just, it's just a really cool way. And also, again, we talk about just efficiency doing things digitally and virtually and through e-com. It just, you know, doing things smarter, but also maybe not working as hard. I remember back in the day, it was about hitting the ground running, going into store, meeting with customers. Like, oh my God, how can we do that digitally? And the fact that we can and still get same results, if not better. Oh, I'm wow. Like, Let's do it. I'm all oh, cool. we love mm-hmm. it. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, well, we are over time. So as we wind down, first off, Taylor, plug yourself. You can follow me on uh, Instagram, I'm just at Taylor underscore Frankel. And then obviously, you could follow nudesticks at nudesticks. We also have Nudestix Skin, which is our new skincare line. We have our own little page for that. And then you can also obviously find us on TikTok and all the platforms that kind of exist. So
1: yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm super excited for our audience to check you out. You guys have incredible products. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. So much value in this episode. And yeah, so glad we got to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And that, my friends, is a wrap on our three part mini series with Taylor Frankel. Honestly, I'm a forever fan of nude sticks. And yeah, she's got two very loyal customers on the other end. Yes, absolutely. And before I start talking, I just have to say, we need to
1: start keeping track of like the things we always say in every episode, because if it's, even if it doesn't make the air at the end of every episode, Kelsey goes, and that, my friends, is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> before, and before every episode starts, I always go, let's get into it or yeah. let's do it. Um, we've got a lot of those. We need to start keeping track because it's yeah. it's just funny. At this it's,
0: point. it's like our, yeah, it's our ethos as a podcast now. Yeah. yeah. It's also like, <laughs> That makes total sense. I feel like oh. that's what we say a lot. Yeah, or just totally. <laughs> I have absolutely. A lot of oh my gosh, was it absolutely? When we first started recording, I think it was every single thing someone would say. You were like absolutely, <laughs> and now now I do the mm hmm mm hmm mm
1: hmm. <laughs> um, if you guys notice any other ones that we're missing, can you DM them to us on Instagram? Because it's honestly help just, us. You gotta laugh at yourself. Um, but yeah, um, no in all seriousness, loved this series with Taylor. She's such a bright young entrepreneur. I think she's just going to continue to kill it. sticks is going to continue to kill it. I learned a lot from her. Um, we hope you did too. Yeah. And as I've said in the last two episodes, if you haven't <laughs> subscribed to our YouTube yet, we still have room for more subscribers. Yeah. So please go ahead and check that out. Um, that's a channel we're trying to grow right now. And until next week, have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so, so, so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.